Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope everyone is doing well and that you had an amazing weekend and that your day is going awesome. So last week on the podcast, we talked about if it is possible to get your spouse to love you again. Here are four takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. Number one, it's impossible to make someone love you again. So if your spouse doesn't feel like they love you, then no, you cannot make them love you again. But number two, it is possible to rekindle love again. So it's a huge difference between make someone love me and rekindle love. So you can't make someone do anything. You can't make someone love you. You can't make someone care for you. You can't make someone do anything. But what you can do is to rekindle love. And you rekindle love by getting to know each other again, spending time together again, doing the things that you did when you were dating. Then yes, you can rekindle love. You can begin to love someone again. But you cannot make someone love you. Number three, one of the best things that you can do if you're ever in a situation where you feel like your spouse does not love you and you're feeling panicky, first, calm down relax don't panic realize that this is just a moment it's not an emergency right now this is just something that you guys have to work on and get through so if your spouse has ever told you that they did not love you instead of trying to make them love you calm down relax and focus on being a better you now i know this seems contrary to what anyone might think or say because it is a sad situation it's hurtful it brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of the times the emotions dictate what we do so if your spouse said they don't love you and you're feeling fearful and scared and like oh my god i just want them back i just want them to love me you might do things you normally wouldn't do like begging them to stay with you crying um doing whatever it can to try to make them love you again and so the best thing to do in this situation is to take an emotional time out calm down relax because you can't do anything about the situation if you are in a hyper vigilant emotional state so therefore it is important for you to calm down relax and start focusing on yourself do some self-care exercises and most importantly work on being the best you that you can be because when you take the focus off of them and what you can't control and you work on you and what you can control then it's easier for you to make rational decisions and to do things that are not done out of desperation, but out of rational thinking. So that would be the third thing from the podcast we talked about. Take some time and focus on yourself. Relax and know that this is not an emergency. This is just something that's going on and that you guys can work through it. Now, I'm not going to say and promise that everything's going to be perfect, everything's going to be fine, but whatever happens, you do need to be in a good emotional state to deal with what's going to happen in the future. So that is why it's important for you to calm down and be the best you that you can be. And finally, number four, even though you can't make someone love you again, it is possible to do things that will help to rekindle love and start the love all over again. So don't lose hope if you're in this situation. Just know that there is hope. It is possible to fall in love again. It is possible to rekindle love and have all of that again. Even if you can't make someone love you, it is possible to organically fall in love again. So if you would like to know more about how to rekindle your relationship and to fall in love again, 
then I encourage you to listen to last week's episode of the podcast, which can be found in the show notes. So click the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast on if it's possible to make your spouse love you again. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how to survive a divorce. Usually on the podcast, I talk about things about what you can do to improve your relationship, how you can take steps to save your marriage, but today I think we should talk about what you can do if you are going through a divorce and you are trying to figure out how you can come out of this being a better version of yourself and feeling whole again. Now, as much as I am a lover of love, I'm also a realist. And I understand that sometimes, no matter how hard you try, your relationship may not work. And it's not saying that it's because of anything you did or something you're not doing right. Sometimes things just don't work out. And no matter how hard you try, there's nothing you can do to fix certain situations. Sometimes marriages are at a point where it's so far gone until they can't bring it back. And sometimes things happen in a relationship that you just cannot deal with or live with or tolerate and so therefore divorce occurs there are many reasons why people get divorced and it's okay it does not mean that you are a failure if your marriage or your relationship does not work out nor does it mean that you will never find love again people get divorced for many reasons for example some people could get divorced because of infidelity while other couples may be able to battle through that some couples And I would probably recommend that all couples get a divorce if there's domestic violence, if there's verbal abuse, or emotional abuse. Because these things cannot be tolerated, and you have to let that person go. Um, There could be a lack of um, compatibility, communication issues, money problems is a real reason why people get divorced. There can also be addictions, and it's not always just drug addiction. It can be drug addiction, it can be a sexual addiction, it can be gambling. There are other addictions out there. It can be a food addiction. There are just so many reasons why people get divorced. And the crazy thing about it is that some people are able to work through some of these issues. I've seen couples who have come back from the brink of divorce who have dealt with infidelity. People who thought they weren't compatible found out that they were compatible and that they loved each other. People who had communication issues learned how to communicate. People with money problems worked that out and got their finances straight. People with addictions were able to get off of the drug of their choice there were reasons you know people were able to come back from this but then there are many cases where people cannot come back from this and these are just some of the reasons why people get divorced now let me say getting a divorce is not an easy decision to make especially if there are children involved and it's one of those things where i know people always say try to work things out but sometimes things just can't be worked out and i think that you need to know within yourself whether you've given it your all, you've tried, and whether, you know, you just cannot do this anymore. I decided to do this episode. I have a friend. She's currently going through a divorce. And right now, she's having a very difficult time. And I guess everyone thinks of the same thing. Like, you know, people feel a sense of stigma behind it sometimes. They feel like they're a failure. And I want you to know that if this is what you're going through, you are not a failure. There is nothing that you probably could have done to save this. I know people will say, well, you could have tried harder. You could have done this. You could have done that. Well, it's easy to say what you think people should do from the outside looking in. But unless you're in that situation, I don't think any of us have a right to say, 
you could have tried harder. You should have done this. You should have done this. I don't know. No one knows what you've done or what you tried. And I think it's unfair for any of us to assume that someone should have done something if they are going through a divorce that they didn't do and that's why they're in this situation. So today I wanted to talk about it because regardless of the reason for the divorce, going through a divorce can be emotionally draining. It can be painful for both individuals involved. Many people struggle to find a sense of normalcy after a divorce, while others have a hard time trying to manage everything by themselves. And believe it or not, some people have a hard time adjusting to just being single again. While going through a divorce is is important to understand that all of these emotions that you're feeling are normal and that it's okay to be sad one minute and mad the next. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to feel like you love that person and then a few minutes or maybe a day later feel like you don't love them. It is okay for you to feel all of these things. Now, if this is what you're going through, I can't exactly say that I understand everything because I've not been in your shoes or anything, but what I do know is that you're going through a difficult time. And I think that here are some things that can help you as you go through this process. Now, I always say, when you're going through anything, it's important to acknowledge your feelings and to really feel them. Sometimes I know, well, I'm just gonna say for myself, when I'm having like, when things are not going good and I'm having bad feelings and things are not going well, I have a tendency of pushing away those bad feelings. Like, if I'm sad, I'll be like, no, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to be sad. And I push them away and I refuse to acknowledge them. And when I refuse to acknowledge them, I refuse to feel them because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to do this instead. But that is not healthy. You have to acknowledge your feelings. You have to feel your feelings. And you have to give yourself permission to do this. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It is okay to feel every emotion that you're going through. It's okay to acknowledge these feelings because when you don't acknowledge them, when you don't feel them, all you do is bury them deeper and deeper and deeper. And we all know what happens with buried feelings. They may stay buried or dormant for a while, maybe even for a couple of years, but eventually those feelings will come to the surface. And whether they come to the surface in a new relationship, whether they come to the surface at a point where you think you're doing better, they will come to the surface. And when feelings that have been ignored come to the surface, it's always a bad thing. And I say this because it's a bad thing in the sense of it usually is destructive. If you deal with things when you're going through them and deal with things while they're happening, you can acknowledge them. Here's an example. I used to always um, keep my anger in. Like if somebody did something or somebody said something, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going to get mad about it. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not going to say anything. And it, it would go on and on and on. And then finally, one day, something would happen. And it was crazy because usually what happened was not even a big deal. It was something small. Let's say, for instance, someone didn't say hi to me or something happened. It was really, really small. But I blew up and I blew it all out of proportion because I was angry at that moment. And all of that time of me like trying to keep it, under wraps like I'm not gonna get mad I'm not gonna get mad eventually it blew and I would get really angry really upset and people were like I don't know why she got so upset about that but what they didn't understand is I wasn't mad about that incident in particular it was just like months of holding this anger in until it finally exploded think of it like a volcano so when we don't acknowledge our feelings and we keep our feelings in it's like a volcano it's like you're pushing it down inside and eventually all your feeling, all that pressure and all the feelings that you're feeling is going to erupt into a volcano. And when it erupts, it's not a good thing because you're going to say things you don't mean to say. You're going to do things you don't mean to do. And you're not going to be in a rational state of mind 
to actually deal with what you're feeling. So it is important to acknowledge your feelings and to feel them. So if you're going through a divorce, whatever feelings that you're feeling, it's important for you to acknowledge them and to feel them because you are grieving. And just like anyone who's going through the stages of grief, you have to go through these stages. You need to allow yourself to grieve the loss of the relationship because you have been with this person for a long time, whether it was a year, whether it was months, Maybe it was a decade, maybe 15, 20 years. I'm not, I don't know. But it's been a long time. And during this time, you guys have bonded emotionally. You have things together. You've done things together. So this is traumatic. And this is a loss. It's almost like you're losing a loved one because you are. You're losing a relationship. You're losing your hopes. You're losing your dreams. You're losing the way you view your life in the next 5 or 10 years. It is something that is huge. This is a loss for you. And you should allow yourself to grieve this loss. It's almost like we wouldn't tell someone who had a mother or father die, like, I'll just get over it. You know, no, we would never do that. So you shouldn't expect yourself to get over it either. You should allow yourself the time to grieve. And while you're doing this, you also need to get counseling. Counseling can help, and I say it all the time. I am a huge advocate of counseling. Counseling is helpful. So if you are going through a divorce, it's important to get counseling. And you're getting counseling because you need to grieve, yes, you need to acknowledge your feelings and feel them. And a counselor can help you pinpoint what the feelings are that you're feeling so that you can acknowledge and feel them. They can also help you to find ways to deal with the grief and find productive ways to get through what you're feeling. And to also find ways to look at yourself in the mirror and love who you are. Counseling is an amazing thing and you should definitely get counseling if you are going through a divorce. I would also say don't let the counseling stop with you. If you're going through a divorce and you have kids, get some counseling as well so that you all can be emotionally healthy as you go through this difficult period in your life. Another thing that I think is important for you to do is not to let people tell you how to feel. People are full of opinions. Like, I don't even know what it is. People give solicited advice. They give unsolicited advice. People would just give opinion after opinion after opinion. I know that in my life, people have tried to give me opinions or quote-unquote advice about a whole bunch of things. And at first, I would try to listen, but then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? They don't know what I'm going through. They're not in my shoes. They're not in my situation. And so I got to an age and a time in my point in my life, and I still do this today. I always tell people, if I ask you for advice, please give it. If I don't, I don't want to hear it. So I don't take unsolicited advice because a lot of the times people are based, are basing their advice off of their own feelings and their own emotions and things that they've gone through and their own opinion. And frankly, everyone has an opinion about everything, but you can't listen to everyone's opinion. I would suggest that you find people who are you, you would consider to be your tribe, some friends, um, a handful of people who are close to you, people who you know have your best interests at heart, people who are going to be honest with you and helpful with you and help you and not just constantly rattle off opinion, but just be there for you to listen, be there for you to vent, just be there for you because that's what you need right now. You don't need people telling you your opinion, their opinions on what you should do or how you should feel. So don't let people tell you how to feel. Another thing that I would suggest is that you take some time to forgive. And this forgiveness can go both ways. So you can take some time to forgive yourself because you might feel guilty about the situation you're in, especially if you feel as if you quote-unquote caused the breakup of the marriage. So you need time to forgive yourself. If you feel like the other person was in the wrong and they harmed you and emotionally destroyed you 
or hurt you in any way, you need time to forgive them. And here's the thing about forgiveness. I know people want to make it sound like it's okay and you can say something like, I forgive you and you're they're forgiven and you're great. You can go on with life. That's not how that works out. Forgiveness is a process and it's steps. So you may want to take some steps to forgive. It might be something like forgiveness for me today means that I do not, every time I think about this person, I'm not going to think a curse word about them. I'm not going to wish harm upon them. That could be the beginning steps of forgiveness. Or you could say, today, I'm not going to think about this person. There are many ways you can start the process of forgiveness. It doesn't have to be immediate. And if you're not ready to go on that journey right now, don't feel bad if you're not willing, ready to take that. Then you shouldn't. You should take this journey when you are able, when you are ready, and when you are in a place where you're able to start the process of forgiving. So take your time to forgive. You also need to take some time for self-care. I know that sometimes, like, when I was going through a lot of things, I neglected me. And so I was worried about kids, I was worried about everybody else and everything else, but I forgot to think about myself. And here's the thing. You cannot be that role model or that person you want to be for your kids if you don't take care of yourself. You cannot be that rock that they can go to if you don't take care of yourself. So self-care is important. And you can do something small. Maybe self-care for you would mean you paint your nails. Maybe it means you buy bath salts and you take a long, relaxing bath. Maybe it means you go to the gym or you eat healthy or you do something for you. Take that hour to read a book or something. Whatever self-care is for you, take that time for self-care. And you can do it every day. I would say try to get in at least 15 to 20 minutes of self-care daily. Now, of course, I always like to take longer, but you know... If you are busy and have a lot on your plate, 10 to 15 minutes or even 20 minutes would be enough self-care for that day. But it's something you need to start doing, start working on, and take that time to meditate, take that time to relax. Whatever it is for self-care, you need to do that. Another thing you need to do during this time is rediscover who you are. Because when you get married, you lose yourself sometimes. And unless you are constantly doing your own thing and you and your husband or you and your spouse have times where you do things separately you can lose yourself easily in your marriage you can lose yourself in your kids you can lose yourself in your job it's easy to lose yourself in all these other things sometimes we are so busy with everything else that's going on in life we forget who we are and what makes us happy so during this time it's time for you to spend some time to rediscover who you are Spend some time with people who genuinely love you and care about you. Focus on your strengths because so many times, especially when you're going through difficult times, it's easy to focus on your weakness. It's easy to blame yourself. It's easy to say, I should have done better. I'm a failure or this or that. But this is not the time for you to do that because you're not a failure. You did what you could do. And a lot of things, here's what we have to remember. So many times we forget that based on where we are in our experiences in life, we do the best we can with what we have. So maybe people from the outside looking in may be like, oh, but they didn't try. But based on what you had, you tried. No one knows what you did and what you didn't do. So you can't let that get to you. You have to focus on your strengths. And your strengths are you're a survivor. Your strengths are you are still here. Your strengths are you can get through this. There are many strengths that you have. So this is a good time while in therapy to focus on strengths and stroke it, focus on what you do and how these strengths can be a catalyst to help you as you get through your divorce. Rediscover how amazing you are. 
Think about how awesome you are. Because sometimes you can. it's easy to forget that. It's okay to look in the mirror and be like, oh, I look good today. I like my hair. I like this about myself. Start to like yourself again. Start to love yourself again. And as you go through this process and you rediscover how amazing you are and how much you love yourself, you'll be able to get through this. And if you decide and when you decide to start another relationship, you will be whole because you are working on yourself at this point in time. Pamper yourself. Do something special for you. Make a point to do something special for you to remind yourself how amazing you are. Work on yourself. Sometimes we forget to work on ourselves. Don't focus so much and don't let all your energy go to toward that person. Work on yourself and become the better person that you are meant to be. Work on your finances so that you can have the money and feel financially stable And as you go through this process. If my kids listen to this, they're definitely going to cringe because they tell me I never use these words right, but I'm just going to say it. Now, hopefully when I say it, people are still saying it, but if not, oh well, I'm sorry. I would say glow up and glow up means that you just take time to pamper yourself, change your look, get a different hairstyle. You know how so many people I hear about people who get divorced and they get like revenge bodies. Now, I'm not going to say get a revenge body or anything, but I am going to say be happy with who you are. You know, become the person you want to be, the person you've always seen yourself being. Be that person. Go back to what you used to do. Have fun. Laugh. Spend some time with friends. Joke. You know, have fun. Be that person that you remember yourself being before and become better. Have fun. Do things. And glow up. Another thing I would suggest is don't date immediately after a divorce. And here's why. You don't want to have a rebound relationship. You want to get into a relationship because love is out there. Just because one marriage did not work out or one relationship didn't work out does not mean the next one won't. Many people have had second marriages and they have been successful. I know statistics say that second marriages are not usually successful and that there's a greater chance of a divorce and I agree with that. However, if you are taking time to get to know yourself and acknowledge your feelings and you're getting counseling and you're becoming a better version of yourself and you're learning more about you and who you are and your strengths and what you want to do with your life and you are taking care of you and you're working on your finances, then when you do get into another relationship and when you do get married again, you have a higher chance of success because you took that time to work on yourself and to find out things about yourself that maybe you didn't know before and that that you needed to work on so that's why i say don't date immediately after divorce but get to know yourself because the last thing you want is to have your heart broken or to be in a situation where you're mostly drained you get yourself together again or you don't take the time to heal and then you just go with someone else and rebound because all you're doing is taking the same baggage that you had with you into the next relationship and it doesn't matter who you marry You may have the same problems because you never took time to work on yourself and to get rid of all that baggage so that you don't carry it into the next relationship. And finally, allow yourself to heal. Healing is not always an easy thing. It takes a long time and give yourself that time to heal. Don't rush it. Don't tell yourself, oh, I should be done with this. I should be over it. No, you shouldn't. You should give yourself the time to heal. Now, these are just some suggestions, but of course, I always, 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 always say that you need to see a counselor to help you and your kids get through this difficult time. Now, all of these things can help you to survive a divorce and enable you to come out 
of the situation a better version of yourself. The thing that I love the most about life, aside from being alive, is that life is made up of moments. So you have good moments, you have painful moments, but these moments do not last forever. The painful moments that you're going through right now is not going to last forever. Your broken heart is going to mend and eventually you'll be able to move on and be happy again. The important thing to do this during this time is to take care of yourself and get the emotional help that you need. And don't let anyone tell you that or make you think that seeing a counselor is a thing that you should be ashamed of. No, I think if all of us at some point in our lives got to see a counselor or even talk to a counselor on a regular basis, do you know how much better we all would be? So definitely go see a counselor. It's very important that you see a counselor so that you'll be able to have the help of a therapist to help you work through your emotions during this time in an effective and productive way so that in the future, you will one day have that healthy and successful relationship that you're looking for. Now, there is life after a divorce. You can be happy after a divorce. You can find love after a divorce. So, if you or someone you know is going through a divorce, be encouraged and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. The song that we are going to listen to today is called Broken Hearts. And it is about a woman who is going through a breakup and is realizing that one day she's going to be okay. And that one day she will be happy again and will be able to smile. Here is the song, Broken Hearts. We used to laugh and have fun. I used to think you were the one. All this time, I gave you my heart. I thought nothing could tear us apart. And one day, you came to me and you said that it would be better for you, better for me.
Thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes. And I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.